Whatever the moon was to us before, or is to us now, in the future, it'll just be home. Coming to you from the future, through a hole in the space-time continuum that hasn't been patched yet due to a lack of infrastructure funding, it's time for Tales from the Moon in Stereo Sound Division. This is George from Marvin Colossal Cosmic Shopadrome. Hey. Well, it's the Christmas season, and we all know what that means. I know you thought you were going to be practical this year and make people gifts out of old junk based on some videos you got off the galactic web, or knit them some pot holders or radiation mitts, or whip up some synthetic fruitcakes in the fruit synthesizer or whatever, but... Who are we kidding? You didn't get around to doing any of that. Or someone sensible pointed out to you that no one really wanted any of that stuff. So now you're stuck. Well, come on down to Marvin's, cause we're ready to give you and Rocket Santa a hand. Say what you will about Marvin. He may be cheap, mean, and as good a casting for before Scrooge as I've ever had the displeasure to meet. But he does like to sell stuff, and his prices are pretty good. When you come down, avoid the bug-eyed-looking elf. That's Marvin. Talk to him, and you'll end up going home with an inflatable rocket Santa in his big red and white rocket with the red glowing nose cone. Don't buy them, folks. Marvin's just trying to unload them because they're junk. They'll deflate within a few hours and end up looking like a big melted candle in the middle of your living room. Now, kids, remember the stories your parents told you about Christmas? If you want to get cool toys from Santa when he does his yearly trip in his rocket down from the moon's north pole, zipping through all the domes and lavatubes on the moon, you gotta remember to be good. Otherwise, if you've been a rotten kid all year, Santa's space elves are gonna snatch you out of your bed, bundle you up, and when Rocket Santa's done for the night, he's gonna launch you and all the other bad boys and girls into the sun to get burnt to a crisp. Now, personally, I don't really believe the last part of that story. It's awful harsh, and Santa seems like a good sort on the whole, and it's a bit out of character for him to commit mass murder, but you get the idea. Behave yourselves if you want to get the good stuff. Anyway, all of you, come on down. We've got lots of good things for you, including free synthetic eggnog. Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas. How does Christmas work in outer space, you ask? Well, not so differently from down here on Earth. Everyone struggles to think of some way to show themselves to be the nice, helpful, generous person they're supposed to be without much effort the rest of the year, and most manage at least a decent approximation. Families go a bit nuts trying to figure out things to get each other that they actually will like, and largely they fail. In the future, apparently, while we will all have advanced greatly in physics, we will be no better at figuring out whether someone will like a yellow-spotted tie or a print blouse with little pictures of Saturn on it. Some mysteries may never be solved. Speaking of seasonal obligations, since it's the holidays, and since we here at Tales from the Moon are in the human distraction and entertainment business, it is our obligation at this time of year to share a heartwarming story about human kindness and love and hope and all that, with bonus points for including children in some fashion, the more forlorn and pathetic the better, 
and featuring some large amount of effort and expense put out in said children's behalf to raise their dismal mood lest they develop a case of seasonal disappointment disorder which while rarely fatal can certainly cause a great deal of misery to them and all around them well since it is a tradition of such stories to start initially with as disagreeable a benefactor or set of benefactors as possible who by the action of the story are to be redeemed in some way and since scrooge died well before the advent of spaceflight and is therefore unavailable there can be no better place to start our story than aboard the ice hauler josephine as the solar system's most argumentative and disagreeable ship's crew prepares to make their next water delivery stop at a school in outer space and in the midst of the transaction takes on board a little more than they bargained for <laughs> Next stop, the asteroid belt school for more than usually disrespectful, obnoxious, and ungrateful children. This is the Ice Hollow Josephine here to deliver your water. This is the Asteroid Belt School for more than usually disrespectful, obnoxious, and ungrateful children. The solar system's most secure and remote repository for ignominious, recalcitrant brats, overly aggressive ankle biters, and chaos-loving urchins. In space, no one can hear you mouth off to your parents, dropping off any minor miscreants today. No, we're just here to deliver water how much you want. We'll take ten metric tons. You want to take any of these little terrors off our hands? Is that even legal? No! No pets! Just kidding. How about a field trip out to your ship for our inquisitive youngsters? Expand the mind of today's youth and you build a bigger tomorrow. We welcome any distraction for the little monsters. Any chance for us to get a little quiet? Our brief is a gift from God. We're a week away from holiday break when the parents show up to take home their little lovelies and to be frank, we don't think we're gonna make it. We're white knuckling it here. Is there any chance you could cut us a break and take them off our hands for a few hours? We could offer you a fee. How much? You can't be serious, Captain. We wasted time on that last stop and we didn't even get paid, Daniel, thanks to your larking around. Will 200 Astro Bucks do? 300 in your cover, any expenses incurred, and any damages to the ship or its crew. Sold. Go ahead and dock, and we'll have the little angels down at the airlock within the hour. Maneuvering for docking. Initiating docking sequence. Docking sequence complete. Ready to start water delivery. You want the ice? No ice, they just throw it at the staff. All right. Daniel, you put your coffee on the ship's command console again and it left a ring. I told you, you always have to use a coaster. Time for me to clean the bridge again. God. Let me get my mop rags and duster out of the closet. Ah! What's wrong now? What is this body doing in my cleaning closet? It's Josephine's android, cyborg, kinda human whatever body that we picked up at the last stop. She's been playing with it a lot, and she leaves it all over the place. Last time she left it in my locker, nearly gave me a heart attack. Josephine, we got your new body its own very nice cabin. I decorated it myself. 
What's this thing doing hiding in my mop closet like some sort of cleanliness-obsessed vampire? I like to keep it handy. I practice with it when I have spare time. I'm still figuring out how to control it properly with all the different commands and stuff. There's all kinds of controls in there I don't understand. Well, you have to get it out of here. It's in my way. Well, fiddle-dee-dee, all right, I'll boot it on up and move it somewhere else. Keep that thing away from me, Josephine. It's clumsy and it bumps into things all the time and it waves its hands around too much when it talks. It looks like a hyperactive mime. Well, forgive me for a decent approximation of living. I can't help it if I never had just two arms and two hands before. Not to mention this whole leg business and having to walk around. Watch out for that coffee tip. There, you see? You fell over the coffee table again. You know, it's always been in the same place. Maybe I should draw you a map. Let me help you up. This bipedal locomotion business is very strange, I must say. What a pokey old way to get around from one place to another. Oh, I'm sure given time you'll figure out a much better way to move a human body around in space. I can't wait to see what you come up with that's escaped nature during several million years of evolution. Well, look who got up on the wrong side of his coup compartment this morning. Why, you think... Ow! And now you just hit me in the face again. How many times I gotta tell you, quit waving your hands around when you talk. Sorry, my hands just got minds of their own want to fly all over the place when I talk. I heard that used to be part of some old earth languages. Maybe I was programmed by an Italian. These kids are going to be coming aboard soon. Who's going to show them around? You are, Daniel. I'm going to my cabin for a lie down. Why do I have to do it? As I have explained many times, Daniel, as the newest member of the crew, you are the bottom of the food chain. And as captain of this ship, I am the water delivery transport vessel equivalent of God Almighty. So whenever you feel moved to ask yourself why you have to do some totally unpleasant chore, just comfort yourself in the knowledge that you are totally under my power and that God himself has commanded you to do so. Great. Francesca, can you lend a hand? No! I'm going to my cabin to watch my stories and knit. Those little monsters will take this place apart. I'll have no part in it. Mike, can you pry yourself out of the engine room to help corral these kids? Uh, I'm busy. I gotta rotate the energy transducer coil damper fender rails. You know, Mike, I bet there isn't any such thing. Why don't you just say you have to wash your hair or something? Oh, right, you never wash your hair. You never wash at all. Every time I need you to do something, you just make up some new bunch of technical crap you say you gotta do. I bet if we tried to construct a ship out of all the imaginary parts and processes you come up with, it would be the size of Saturn, and it would take so much energy to run it couldn't move at all. I got a body now like everybody else. I can help out. Oh, that's all we need, Josephine. You accidentally batting some kid in the head, and then we all end up in the who's gal for endangering a minor. I'll be extra special careful, Daniel, darling. Don't you bat those big android cyborg whatever eyes at me. You know it drives me crazy. Where'd you learn to do that, anyway? Watching old movies. I gotta learn this whole being mostly kind of human thing somehow. If I don't get to practice around wheel people, how do you expect me to learn anything at all? Get any better at it? You've got the crew to practice on. Are y'all humans? Sometimes I'm not so sure. All right, fine. You can come along, but keep your distance from me, and especially from the kids, for God's sake. Have you ever been around kids before? No. None have ever come on board the ship before, but I have watched some old TV in the archive. Leave it to beaver and some other stuff. They seem like charming little animals. 
mostly. Well, I can assure you that actual human children are the closest thing to chaos theory you will ever encounter. Anyway, hopefully this won't be too hard and take too long. I mean, how many of them could there possibly be? Okay, Josephine, now I'm going to open the airlock in just a moment. Stay a few steps behind me. Further back. Further back. A bit more. Mercy sakes, I'll be in the Andromeda Galaxy before you're done. All right, I guess that's good enough. I'm going to open the hatch now. Good grief. There must be hundreds of them. All right. All right, settle down, settle down. My name is, don't touch that. Leave that, look, leave that alone. My name is Daniel, and I'm the ship's co-pilot. They are not listening to you, Daniel. Hey, you, put down that plasma torch. Honestly, Daniel, you have to speak with more authority. Like you're addressing a misbehaving ship's crew. Young, immature human persons. Oh, this should be entertaining. Just call them kids, Josephine. It's a lot shorter. Kids, calm down. So glad, Josephine, to see how it should actually be done. Keep it up. You're doing swimmingly. You there. Don't Please mess with that. That's the controls for life support. You keep out of that. Hey, 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 no. you. Yeah, 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 you. Put down that plasma rifle. That's not a toy. Y'all are getting on my nerves now. You over there, don't you touch that chip auto-destruct button if you know what's good for you. See, you've utterly charmed them, Josephine. Just try batting your eyes at them. See if that works. Kids. Kids. Be still. Did you see that? What'd you do? What'd you do? Daniel, what did I just do? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, well, you are the one who brought this android, cyborg, human kind of whatever body on board this ship, on board me. Were you aware at that time that this whatever, obviously greatly enhanced somewhat human thing, had the ability to shoot powerful electric bolts out of its fingertips? Well... That sounds like some version of a yes to me. Seems to me it might have been nice to clue me in in that little operational detail before I inadvertently caused massive death and destruction and blew myself up from the inside, along with several hundred children in our care. What else can this little old body do you haven't told me about? I don't know. I only saw it do that electric thingy once. Well, I guess I'll study on that later. All right. Kids, my name is Miss Josephine. I am the ship's artificial intelligence inhabiting this here android cyborg mechanically and electrically enhanced somewhat human body. We're gonna do a tour of me. The, the, the ship, that is. And I want you to be well behaved. You hear me now? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Was that oh, little yes. ship's mouth squeaking? I don't think I heard that. Yes, 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 who? Yes, yes, yes All right then. Now, this is Daniel. He's ship's co-pilot, and he's going to explain all about what ship's co-piloting is about. Very interested, I'm sure. 
You all be well behaved, and I'll do that tricky, sparky electrical thing for you again, okay? Maybe we'll use it to toast some marshmallows for your cocoa when we get to the canteen at the end of the tour. That sound all right to you? Yes, Miss Josephine. Is that that little old space mouse squeaking at me again? I can barely hear it. Yes, Miss Josephine. All right, then. Come along now. Gonna show you where we store all the water and pumps and stuff. The Josephine is a Jupiter-class water transport vessel capable of spending extended periods of time in outer space. And as such, since we may not see port for a donkey's years, we have a fully functional fabrication platform capable of making most any little old thing your heart desires. While we walk, I want you to give me a bit of a wide berth, cause I'm, uh, well, I'll tell you. Miss Josephine is still getting used to this whole walking and talking thing. And I might trip over you or flail around with my hands and lay one of you out and cause all sorts of trouble. And we wouldn't want that now, would we? No, no Miss Josephine. Josephine. So if you do me a favor and point out when I'm about to trip over something or something like that, Miss Josephine would be in your debt. All right. Who likes big, complicated-looking machines that make all sorts of noise? Can you make us some more toasted marshmallows, Miss Josephine, please, please, please? Sure, Billy. Here you go. You're getting to be quite good at that. I am capable of learning, Daniel. It just takes practice like anything else. I guess it's about time we got these young people back to their school. I never said when they were expecting them back. Hello, Asteroid Belt School, and I'm not going to bother to say all that other stuff. We're about finished up here. Ready to return your charges to you. You have reached the Asteroid Belt School for more than usually disrespectful, obnoxious, and ungrateful children. We are currently closed for a staff timeout and mental recuperation day and are not responding to any calls, messages, texts, robots bearing written notes, people in spacesuits floating outside our door, or other forms of mechanical or personal communication. Any queries from parents related to their children's welfare should be directed to the ice hauler, Josephine, which is solely responsible for them until further notice. Thank you. What? Well, I never. Do they expect us to keep them overnight? What a dirty trick. How the heck are we going to do that? We've had enough problems keeping them occupied for a couple of hours. Once they get rested up, they'll be bouncing off the walls. Well, we carry plenty extra food in the food synthesizers, and we can, uh, we can have the school replace it once they deign to answer the phone. I guess we can fabricate a whole lot of blankets and pajamas and cots for them to sleep in. Uh, I'll use the large-scale fabricators for that. We've got plenty of designs for that stuff in the archive. I'll just start banging that stuff out now. Uh, that'll take a while. Let me see now. We'll put the boys in bay 9 and the girls in bay 10. We can have some robots move stuff around and sort all that out. Better get started on that. Uh, 
our sanitary facilities are limited. They can line up the bathrooms, I guess. But we've only got so many showers. How are we gonna keep all these little humanoids clean? My word, this is a pickle. Not only that, we gotta keep them occupied somehow. How are we gonna do that? You already showed them the whole ship, except for some of the big empty water tanks and some empty bays for the ice. All we've got is a whole lot of water and ice. That's not very entertaining. Right. Huh. I've got an idea. A couple ideas, actually, but, um, but we'll need some help. Hold things down here while I go talk All to All right, money. but don't dilly-dally. Mike, it's Daniel. I'm outside the door at Engineering. We need your help out here. I'm busy. I'm de-energizing the decoupler on the asymmetric. Don't give me that crap. I know you're just loafing around in there. I'm not kidding here. We've got these kids with us overnight now. Josephine is multitasking, looking after them while she's having the heavy-duty ship fabricators make cots and blankets and pajamas and toothbrushes and whatnot. And a bunch of the robots are setting up some spaces for them to sleep. In the meantime, I want to take one of the big empty tanks and one of the ice bays and rework them a bit to give this teeming horde out here something to do. But there's some engineering problems I need to work out with you. Not my problem! Hear me out now. First I was thinking of filling an empty water tank 3 partly with water to make it into a swimming pool. It's got a nice platform at the bottom right inside the access hatch. We can use the heaters to bring the water up to a nice temperature. You don't need me for that! Well, we could use some help on lifeguard duty. The water won't be deep. It's just that the Josephine android cyborg thing and I are run off our feet. I can't swim. It's gonna be shallow for Pete's sake. And well, you got two eyes and a mouth, don't you? You could at least watch him and yell if anything bad happens. Besides that, I wanted to talk to you about something I want to set up in Ice Bay 12. Wait. You said you're gonna make a bowl? Yeah. And that super hot android cyborg, whatever, a Josephine's is gonna help the lifeguard? Yeah? Is it gonna wear a swimsuit? Well, I didn't think about that, but if we might end up in the water and we don't want to all end up in jail for moral decrepitude, I suppose the thing will wear some clothing and a swimsuit sounds practical. Uh, come to think of it, I guess we'll have to fabricate a whole bunch of them for all we'll be the- right out! God, so that's what you look like. I've been on this ship for months and you never come out of that hole. I must say I expected something a bit more... What? Terrifying, actually. You know, multiple heads, fangs, possibly leathery wings and a tail, maybe. Uh, I'm disappointed. You actually look fairly normal. Though the psychedelic Bermuda shorts are rather alarming, and I'd certainly put a shirt on. That belly and your hairy back will have those kids convinced you're an over-the-hill werewolf. Shut up! Let's go! Tell me what it is you want to do with Ice Bay 12!
All right, children. Now that we've got you all dried out and all bundled up snug as a bug in some warm clothes, we're going to take you into another place now we have here on the ship. Everybody got there, buddy? Hold up your hands. Okay, Daniel. Open up the hatch to Ice Bay 12. What is it? What is it, Miss Josephine? Come on inside, children. Don't be afraid. It's perfectly safe. Now, I know we've all grown up on the moon and the space stations and asteroids and whatnot, so none of us have seen this white stuff before, but it's called snow. We built up a little hill of it over there, and there's some sledge, and you can go up it and then slide down. Very nice. And you'll probably find you can pick up some of the snow and just mush it all up in your hands real tight in the ball, and then you can... Make a snowball out of it and throw it at your friends. Yeah, well, thanks a lot for that. Avoid faces, please. Make a lot of snow was a wonderful idea, Daniel. Whatever made you think of it? How do humans learn anything? I saw it in a movie. Calling the Asteroid Belt School, and I'm not going to say all the rest of that name. Good morning. You better answer us now, or so help me. We are going to call down official holy hell on This is the Asteroid Belt School for more than usually disrespectful, obnoxious, and ungrateful children. Sorry about that, Josephine. With the little nippers gone, the staff had a holiday party, and things got a little out of hand. We're only just waking up and starting to put the place back together. You and the kids manage all right? Oh, well, yes, we're all just fine, thanks for asking. I must say I want to give you a piece of my mind, leaving those poor innocent little children in the care who knows who all overnight. For all you knew, we were a pack of degenerates and bandits. Why, you oughta... This is the captain speaking. You'll be receiving our bill for the fee, plus all additional costs, including food, fabrication and material costs for clothing and recreational equipment, time costs for crew and the ship's AI for constant supervision, ship costs to repurify water used in recreational activities, and additional compensation for the stress and emotional damage to the ship and crew. It'll take me six months to get rid of all the gum and clean off off the graffiti. Some of the language those children used was so filthy it'd make a hardened space sailor blush. Just send us the bill, Josephine. Whatever it is, it was worth it. Staff will be down at the airlock to receive the children shortly. Bye, children. Bye. You be good now. We made you some models of the ship to take as souvenirs, so be sure to pick one up as you leave. Don't throw them at anybody, but if you do, they're soft, so it won't hurt them. Bye! Bye-bye! Man, it's so quiet all of a sudden, I must say. Makes me feel a bit sad. Well, I guess I'd better put this whole thing back in its cabin and get my brain back up on the bridge. Ought to pay attention to things out in space with all this goings-on here. Josephine... Uh, I just wanted to say, you did a really excellent job with those kids. You're a natural. And you didn't trip once. 
Oh, well, for God's sakes, it really wasn't any trouble. They were mostly rather sweet, really. It occurred to me, um, what should we call your body? Uh, we, we keep referring to you, um, it as the android cyborg whatever thing which doesn't seem to be terribly respectful. Um, not to mention the fact that that name is pretty long. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, why don't we just call it, uh, Josie? That's nice. Josie. Sure. Sounds good. All right. Well, we lost a bit more time on the schedule, but we more than made up the shortfall in our budget. Well done, crew. Sure. Thanks for all your help, Captain. You're welcome. Captain, I don't feel good about sending those kids back to that nasty old school. I'm sure it's safe and all, but they're bored, no wonder they act up. I don't think those people care about them particularly. Just doesn't sit right with me. I'd have to say I agree with Josephine, Captain. Josephine, Daniel, we are not in the universe fixing business. We are in the water delivery business. And given that, it's time we were on our way. All right. Disengaging from school port. Maneuvering to open space. Prepare for powering up. Is all crew secure? Yep. Good. Ready. Ready. This is Josie squared away in the cabin. All right. Powering up. Plotting coordinates for next stop. Let's haul some water. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Tales from the Moon. I want to give a big shout out to all our listeners in New York, California, Oregon, Nevada, Connecticut, Virginia, Vermont, Maryland, Rhode Island, Washington, D.C., Arizona, Washington State, Belgium, Portugal, and other locations around the U.S. and the world. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please consider going up to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and leaving some stars and a review. If you're interested in hearing more about future events on the moon and out in the solar system, and how the people of the moon and the Earth get along after a rather rough reacquaintance, tune into our next episode, which should be along in about two to four weeks. And if you feel enlightened by this podcast and think it might lead to the cultural betterment of others, please tell a friend. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To keep up with events on the moon, go to www.talesfromthemoon.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Moontail Podcast, on Instagram at Tales from the Moon, and on Facebook 
at Tales from the Moon podcast. This is Eric T. Brandenburg signing off until next time. Tales from the Moon is produced, written, and performed by Eric T. Brandenburg thanks to Zapsplat.com and Epidemic Sound for the music and sound effects. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.